One of the side effects of a lot of oral birth control is the deprivation of tyrosine, which actually is a precursor of dopamine, which is the feel-good hormone. So if you're grumpy and just not overall feeling good, you're just not going to have a positive outlook on life. And it's definitely where the head goes, the body goes. And if you're just feeling like crap, you're probably going to perform like crap too. So I think that obviously varies person to person on the depletion of that, but it definitely makes a difference on how your mood is. So one, it just affecting your mood is huge. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. Are baby blockers blocking your fat loss potential? So many women are putting in a ton of hard work, hitting their workouts, nailing their nutrition, doing all the things to lose weight, but they never seem to drop despite their best efforts. With all of the work they put in, is medication to blame? Specifically, is birth control getting in the way of controlling your rate of fat loss? We're going to discuss this topic today, not only with fat loss, but with competition prep in bodybuilding, bikini figure, and more with none other than Adam Atkinson, CEO of See You Later Leaner here at the See You Later Leaner Lab. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you. This is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about with a professional like yourself for a long time. Oh, thank you. So, yes, very good to have you here. It's good to be in the lab. Um, So, to start you guys off, whether you're in the medical profession or not, I just want to do a brief rundown of what exactly birth control is and what the different types are. There are so many different brands and then branded generics and oral tabs, things you stick up there, things you inject into yourself, all kind of different things. So I just want to give a brief general rundown of the different types so that we can get you started with that as a base knowledge. So primarily, regardless of what your use or type of birth control is, um, the primary use for birth control is prevention of unwanted pregnancy. Um, You can also control or regulate the menstrual cycle, um, endometriosis, control heavy bleeding, or severe symptoms, uh, and especially younger girls with controlling acne as the primary reason for getting on birth control. Um, Overall, it's based around estrogen and progesterone, which are sex hormones derived from cholesterol. And that can be either in a combination of different hormones or isolated as one synthetic form of progesterone. Um, While uh, estrogen is a more potent and endogenous form, it's uh, rather predictable with its actions in that capacity. 
Uh, progestins, however, differ in how well or poorly they bind to progesterone. Androgens, whether being the DHA or testosterone, cortisol, and mineral corticoid receptors. So based on what generation the progestin was developed, it will determine the side effect profile. So you've probably heard that some birth control types or brands can cause more bleeding or more other side effects compared to others. The devil is in the dose or the details, as they say. That's where this one concept comes from. Um, in earlier generations, so the older birth controls, there were more interaction with other hormones. In the later generations, there was less interaction with other hormones. However, regardless of the birth control administration route and hormone composition, all birth controls except for copper IUDs work to suppress a woman's ability to ovulate in addition to thickening the cervical mucus. So that's just kind of a general overview. We could go literally hours talking about specifics and differences with all of these. Um, but I just want to touch real briefly on what those are, what the purpose is and everything else. Um, we mentioned side effects. Uh, common side effects associated with birth control are driven by the hormone composition, obviously by the dosage and the method of administration, whether that's an oral tablet, um, a vaginal insert, or an injection or a, a device of the sort. So looking at birth controls, there are dozens and hundreds of names out there, so I won't keep you here longer to go through them all, uh, but just know that there are differences. Most of them are really depending on the type of hormones, the combination, and then also the dose of each one, and whether that's a one-month cycle or the three-month pack. Uh, so you can be on birth control like three month, three weeks on, one week off, or they call it taking continuously. Um, that last week in most birth, most birth controls is a placebo week or iron pills, depending on the formulation. So sometimes uh, prescribers have you go full skipping your period cycle, you know, week, month after month after month. So it really depends on the patient, the individual, and that whole relationship with the prescriber. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so there's a very quick rundown uh, from a medical perspective of birth control. Again, that was very vague. There's lots of details missing, everything else, but I just want to kind of get your feet wet in that whole topic discussion to move us toward our real point of focus here today, which is how birth controls can affect weight loss. And as birth controls are hormones and our whole body is dictated by hormones, manipulating or changing those in any way can really wreak havoc, whether it be good or bad, in uh, what direction we're looking to do. Um, so that's why I'm really excited to have Adam here because he's worked with hundreds and thousands of clients in competition prep and in the general population over decades in his career who have been on and off birth control and he's seen firsthand those effects and has noted some trends along the way. Yeah, definitely. And I have to thank, you know, clients who have worked with me and returned with me and you know, the more time you get to spend with a client, the more observations you can make about a client. And there has always been something that has trended that has slowed down a client's progress. And one of the first moments I had this happen was a client who her very first prep was not on birth control. And the second prep was absolutely way more difficult than the other. I got to prep her a third time and we decided that we thought at the time it was birth control and it was a way easier prep than the middle one. 
Now, typically in contest prep, I'll say typically, adherence is always the issue. And um, I don't think that was an issue with this client at all. She was, uh, you know, just tracked everything to a T, was a very type A person. Right. And, you, you know, that's what raised the question. What's different this prep than last prep? That's what I was going to ask is in looking at all those three different preps, the adher- like she was coming in, like you could tell. So yeah. you work with enough clients, you know if they're super adherent. If they've, you know, they, they know how to do that. So looking at all those preps, she was inherent. She was doing all the things. She was tracking. Her macros were on point. She was mm-hmm. hitting all her workouts. But the only thing with the second prep, something was different. Something yeah. wasn't, something was halting that progress. Absolutely. And we decided, you know, it probably was the birth control, but she had four weeks left until her show. And I felt like that's not a good idea to come off of medication and just have your hormones swinging and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, reestablish normalcy, we'll right. say. And then also being super, even more emotional through the process of prep would not be a good idea. So we, you know, we hung in for prep number two. Um, we did an off season again. And um, I should say in all three of these instances, there was a good, you know, eight month, nine month off season. And uh, I have noticed just that correlation with other clients who have been on birth control, but maybe their other preps, they were not, that it was just harder to get them ready. Right. So um, when you're taking something that's more estrogen based and you have higher estrogen levels, high estrogen is definitely not going to be a good thing that is, you know, more feminizing it's just going to make prep a lot harder also having higher estrogen can just lead to a lot more anxiety and a slower metabolic rate um even slower thyroid hormones Mm -hmm. and that can really cause an issue obviously with prepping somebody for a show now, however, one thing that would really deter somebody from being ready is getting pregnant during prep, obviously. You've had that happen? No, not I, you. I have <laughs> I have not had that happen, thank goodness. Yeah. Now, I have had girls skip and they thought it could be an issue, but thank goodness, like that's not happened yet. So yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, with prep, if you guys have never gone through that experience, and when we say prep, we're meaning contest prep for a show or competition. Um, that's a very extreme environment where you're re- literally like starving yourself in a way in a short period of time to create that really, really lean stage uh, magazine cover type look, um, which long term is not healthy, but you're doing it to really see the limits that you can push your mind and body to for the competition stage. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing that, you're putting your body through some really intense circumstances. And when you make changes drastic with medications, with hormones, that can really wreak havoc in that capacity. Now, all throughout this podcast, we're going to be talking about things that can happen um, with medications and so forth. It's not medical advice. We're not curing or preventing any disease. Right. So any like information you get is purely instructional. Um, for you, so definitely talk to your doctor, your prescriber, if you're thinking of making any changes or anything like that. Don't use this to do anything. Just use it as an informative uh, piece to consider to talk about that with your prescriber and your doctor. So mm-hmm. I make that very clear. Right. <laughs> and one thing I want to say, too, is you can be ready by 
being on birth control and getting on stage. If your metabolism's hormonally lower, you know, the good news is you can still lose. Um, it doesn't help with the fatigue and low energy that can typically happen during prep. But, um, you know, I think keeping a good eye on your thyroid tests and making sure that you're doing your cardio and, you know, also recovering well, don't overdo it. You know, I see a lot of coaches over prescribing cardio with a slow moving client, but you need to give people time to recharge their batteries as well. But when you have a client that, you know, does have a slower met rate, it, it can make a big difference, but you can still win your show being on birth control. Absolutely. But if you're just slower on that metabolic bell curve and you're doing everything you can to get stage lean, this could be one thing that is possibly holding you back. And I think it's nice to be informative about it. Um, you know, if you have a supportive spouse or boyfriend, it's obviously something you guys want to talk about together. So you're both aware of yeah. what's going on. So you, you know, the worst thing you could do is get pregnant during a prep that's not really an optimal time to have a baby for the baby's purpose yeah, for the baby's health yeah, yeah and absolutely. then also just for the sake of you accomplishing your goals that will definitely the stork would ruin those plans pretty quickly <laughs> yeah yeah for sure it's you fly with that trophy yeah yes. <laughs> so that probably brings you to the question like well i might be on birth not me but you you thinking if you're a woman well i'm on birth control you know which one is more more prone to giving me weight gain so with that it really varies a lot on which one you're taking so that's why it's really important as a pharmacist talking to you the listener viewer um, to have a really close relationship with your pharmacist so you can have these conversations um, if there's a concern if you notice that there's weight gain or you're having difficulties losing weight really have that relationship with your pharmacist with your prescriber to have these discussions um, like i said in the beginning there are lots of different formulations literally hundreds of different ones on the market so to go through of all of those would keep you here for a few hours um, but one just to keep in mind there's the uh, tablet, but then there's also the injection, the Depo-Provera, or the Medroxyprogesterone is the generic that you probably get if you're on this or have seen it dispensed. Um, that's the injection that you get once every three months. And that one has a much higher weight gain on average in relation to other birth controls. Um, that's despite its increased metabolic rate, uh, because the, the thought is that it actually increases the appetite so much. Um, one study in the research cited that it gained fat and lost lean body mass. So it's really a, a two-tier approach towards a direction that you're not really looking to go towards. Um, there's possible truth to this for others as well, but the research is pretty inconclusive at this point. Um, but just know that there are differences. And to really know if that's an effect, if you've noticed that in your own um, weight loss journey, and you are a female on birth control, to have that conversation with your doctor. Everyone's different. There's lots of other factors at play here. So it's not, you know, pointing the pick the finger that, you know, this is the reason. But if you're noticing that and you're doing everything like you're supposed to, you know, you're training, you're, you're watching your nutrition, and you still notice that stagnation, have a conversation with your prescriber. Have a conversation with your pharmacist. That's what we're here for. We're on your team. That's why it's called the healthcare team. We try to help you care for your health. So just getting on my pharmacy soapbox real quick and letting you know that we are there as a resource to help you should that be a concern of yours. Now, getting back to the 
podcast here and looking at the next question. So what causes weight gain or makes weight loss harder in relation to birth control? So we talked in the beginning about the hormones and how hormones really dictate everything. So if you've ever had an issue with thyroid or been on Synthroid or Levothyroxine or anything like that, you know that you know those doses are so tiny. You can go from 88 micrograms up to 100, and just that little minute thing can make a huge difference mm-hmm. in everything, your, your body temperature control, your hair loss, your mood, your everything, just from that one hormone. So when we look at birth control, that being synthetic hormones, that can really have a huge play on our emotions and also our fat loss, and in, in that, if that's a goal that we're looking to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Did you want to go over um, kind of certain effects of like causes of weight gain for? Absolutely. So looking at progestin, so that one of the, the reasons that that can cause weight retention is that it can increase your sodium retention. And as you know, high sodium that holds the water and water is very heavy with regards to weight. Um, so that can really wreak havoc. However, there have been advances in the pharmaceutical industry, whereas the newer generation forms of this uh, offset it. So it's not as big of a factor as it once was when birth control first came out. Now, it can negatively impact your thyroid levels. As I just talked about, that can really have a huge play on literally everything, not just weight loss, Mm -hmm. your mood, every single aspect of your life. And if uh, you've ever gone through this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So with that, that's just a whole other component. And if, if you have issues like that, it's important to have an endocrinologist looking at your blood work, having those conversations and monitoring you uh, from that prescriber's care. Um, another possible way that progestin can have an effect on your weight is that it can inhibit the release of fat from fat cells by decreasing the fat mobilizing effect of hormones released during exercise. So as we know, when we exercise, that causes a hormone cascade to really mobilize those fatty acids and use those for energy. But if you have a hormone imbalance or this at play, it can really kind of interrupt that pathway. So it's harder to tap into that and cause that reduction in body fat tissue. Uh, with the progestin, uh, it's that these receptors are found to a greater degree in women's lower body than their upper body. So you've probably seen like, oh, when I eat that, it goes right to my hips or right to my butt. That, that common saying that you hear, that's why is because that's the human body is designed for that, uh, for helping in longevity and for pregnancy. So it's a literal like survival mechanism. So that's, that's part of human evolution with that. However, um, that hormone can also inhibit the storage of visceral fat uh, via lipoprotein lipase. Uh, don't want to get too crazy science here. I don't want to go back to pharmacy school yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's partly why it's, it's protective against heart disease in, in that capacity. It also increases leptin production, which can help control hunger. So there's a lot of different prongs to this one hormone. So it's just good to be aware of the different things that can be at play. Now, looking at the progestin hormone, uh, it doesn't affect appetite like the last one we discussed did, but a drop in estrogen can promote hunger cues and cravings. Um, causes uh, some degree of insulin resistance, which can make further uh, issues with the hunger if the blood sugar levels do fall. It depends on the context of your diet, lowering carbs, 
and that can be beneficial for the luteal phase, the second half of the menstrual cycle due to less insulin sensitivity, being a lower estrogen, higher progesterone. But again, I don't want to bog you down with the details, with the medical jargon, but just want to give you a brief insight into the potential mechanisms that these can be having on your weight and weight loss goals. So I'm super excited for this question, man. When you're hard dieting, such as contest prep, which you're an expert in, um, why is it that it can be more affected by birth control? So you've seen clients both on birth control, off birth control, and then like you said earlier, who have been on either spectrum, but then flipped to the other side. Yeah, definitely. So this required me, obviously, do some of my own research and figure out why. So one thing I'm huge on is just mindset. Mm -hmm. A strong mind leads to a strong body. I often say where the head goes, the body goes. Uh, I say that too. So um, one of the side effects of a lot of oral birth control is the deprivation of tyrosine which actually is a precursor of dopamine, which is the feel-good hormone. So if you're grumpy and just not overall feeling good, you're just not going to have a positive outlook on life. And it's definitely where the head goes, the body goes. And if you're just feeling like crap, you're probably going to perform like crap too. So I think that obviously varies person to person on the depletion of that, but it definitely makes a difference on how your mood is. So one, it just affecting your mood is huge. Um, one of the other things is depleting selenium. And one of the reasons that is bad is because that is needed by the thyroid for, you know, T3 and T4 production. If you don't have that, your thyroid's not going to be optimized. One of the biggest things is it also depletes zinc in the body, which is needed for pretty much every function that you you have. So especially this time of year with you know sickness and everyone's gotten the flu and everything else, you you want that zinc. Yeah. For sure. I don't have time to work out. Eating healthy is not possible as a pharmacist. There's so many things to juggle. I just feel so stressed out. I can barely even keep it together. Guys, if this is you, I totally understand. I have been practicing pharmacist full-time for over seven years. I've been through the hurdles, living through the trenches, and through my time with that, have developed simple solutions to help empower you to not only fit in fitness, but nail your nutrition and master your mindset, empowering you to lead by example through living a healthy lifestyle. I put all these solutions in an easy-to-read, applicable, and simple guide for you to read in my new book, RxU. The Pharmacist's Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. If you haven't gotten your copy, check the show notes for a link so that you can get yours today and get started to dispense your full potential. Now, again, guys, just to bring back the context of what we're talking about, this is not just anyone taking birth control. What we're talking about here is specific to people that are going through hard dieting. Not trying to lose a couple pounds. We're talking about contest prep mm -hmm. in this extreme specific environment case. So I just want to make sure the context is clear of what we're talking about. Yeah. And uh, one of the other things is suppressing your body's own progesterone and estrogen. Because you need progesterone to make testosterone. So that's huge, especially for women, because you have this little testosterone to begin with. And if you make it even smaller, that's just not good. So, 
And to piggyback off of that, look at that in the off season. Mm. If you have less testosterone, you're going to have less muscle, hashtag less gains. Yeah, yeah. Which is not going to be good. And that's, I mean, even if you're doing bikini where there's not a, as much muscle required as like figure or physique, you're, you know, you're limiting your potential by having lower testosterone levels, less potential to have more muscle mass. Um, this is why guys abuse testosterone to get bigger, you know, to have the upper hand in the sport. So I almost think of women on birth control, almost doing the opposite. You know, I'm taking this, you know, sometimes people do it for hormone regulation or to, of course, not get pregnant, but they're basically lowering those testosterone levels, which is, you know, crazy to me that athletes still take birth control. Yeah. I think that can help any athlete, whether it be a runner or anything, you're likely going to perform better with higher testosterone levels. Right. And so those are my big ones. Also, lower DHEA um, can also be huge for for women as well, because that can also help them promote higher testosterone levels as well. So there's just all around, it kind of circles around the low testosterone. Another big one is lowering the B vitamins, folic acid, things of that nature. Um, this is why people take B12 shots to yep. be energetic. So again, we're, you know, attacking your body, just not functioning as optimally as possible. I was going to put my pharmacist hat on real quick and say like all the birth controls, the oral, the oral pills will deplete your B vitamins, as Adam said. So that's why you definitely want to be taking like a multivitamin or a B complex supplement um, checking with your pharmacist or prescriber, depending on other medications and supplements that you take. But like Adam said, the mind goes in directing what the body does. So if you're very low B12, that will lead to you having lower energy. So that's another area that can cause that. So if you're not supplementing with vitamin B, the B12, cyanocobalamin, and you're constantly depleted, plus what he said about the tyrosine, that can really lower your mood in a, in a way that in a direction that's not going to really be beneficial to you having your head in the game with your prep, with your exercise. So that's definitely something to discuss with your pharmacist and provider is the B complex vitamin as a way to counteract that that will happen with the birth control. One of the last things was just uh, lowering the thyroid in general um do you see many women who go on birth control and they end up on thyroid medicines afterwards well it really depends on the age and a lot of other factors that go with it um naturally as we age our hormone levels will decline so you'll see a lot of people that in the older ages will, will go on it whether or not they were on birth control or not so it really depends on the starting point and the individual but there definitely can be as far as like a causation mm -hmm. that i can't really say as definitive um but yeah you can see that for sure yeah yeah and we can always post our resources below on you know the vitamins and the depletion of Absolutely. minerals as well and uh, i think that that can be great for people to see those resources and kind of decide if this is right for them to go off. Obviously, go through your MD because you have a doctor for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And don't let me and Adam be your doctors. But yeah. I think from hopefully this podcast, people can make like a 
educated decision on this. So Absolutely. So um, a lot of this uh, was provided to me by Dr. Kevin Brunacini, colleague of mine and a specialist on hormones. So he's a really great resource to reach out to. Um, we'll put his uh, contact information in the bio as well to reach out to him. Uh, but another great resource is uh, some medical textbooks that we used for this podcast, including the Woman's Book Volume 1 uh, by Lil McDonald and Eric Helms. We do have several others that will be in the show notes for you to get that. Um, like I said in the beginning, there's lots of ways that we could go with this. Uh, very deep topic, but we just want to touch on some main points as it relates to weight loss, specifically contest prep, and how hormones, specifically birth control, can affect your rate of weight loss. So, this is Dr. Adam Martin signing off from the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast from the See You Later Leaner Lab with Adam Atkinson. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. All right, Fit Farm fam, until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 